is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds for the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this June the 2nd, 2023. Thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every day here on Facebook Live and on uh, YouTube Live. And as well, uh, remember, we are part of Belly Up Sports Media Network and bellyupsports.com. Go to bellyupsports.com for all their great sports articles from race cars to college football to hockey, baseball, and everything in between. And also check out all the other great podcasts that are available at bellyupsports.com and Belly Up Media. Today's show is brought to you by Yeti. Click on our link in the show description and get yourself the highest quality coolers, drinkware and apparel at yeti yeti built for the wild uh at this point in the major league baseball season you pretty much are who you what your record says you are unless you can go on a uh, some kind of a magical tear through the through the season we'll get to a team who did that in half a second but right now you got to think what is wrong with the Philadelphia Phillies? Friend of the show, Aaron from Bruliana Sports, he put that question up on the Twitter machine. So I uh, did a little, little bit of a deep dive on the Philadelphia Phillies, what, what's happening with them this season. And at 25-31, and 31, they're second last in the National League East right now, only one game ahead of the lowly Washington Nationals, who were projected to lose over 100 games this season. Uh, so only one game ahead of a team that's only supposed to win a, a 60 games. you, you got to have a little bit of concern of what's going on. This is a Phillies team that went out to the World Series last year. Uh, remarkable run that they had, but they went to the World Series last year only to lose in six games. Those no good, dirty, rotten Houston Astros. I have forgiven, but I will never forget the, the Houston Astros did, but the uh, fresh off a sweep, two division rivals, uh, the New York Metropolitans this past week. It's not looking good in Phillies land. You don't know what the uh, the problem is there. Uh, why it went so sideways. You look at this team, especially after they didn't think they would find themselves in a position like this, especially after signing a guy like Trey Turner, who uh, one of the highest pay, paid paid shortstops in Major League history. They, uh, you thought that the uh, the contract wouldn't age well, that the older it got and everything else, but the first few years, you thought it would be okay. This con- this bad contract didn't even get a, a chance to age. It's been bad since the day one. It hasn't worked out. $300 million deal over 11 years. Trey Turner has not been the guy. that it's, I mean, it's early in a contract. Things can happen. A, a change of scenery can uh, take a bit to get used to when you get to a new contract. And the, the, the wallet gets a little bit heavier. You have higher expectations. So you squeeze the bat a little harder and you might uh, make a few more errors at second base or a shortstop there. And that, that, that's been the case with Turner so far. But uh, hitting only 236 with five home runs and 15 RBIs is quite concerning for a guy who was supposed to get on base a lot, for a guy to, to set up the, t- the tables for for that uh, Phillies lineup who's supposed to hit a little bit better than they have been. It hasn't been a good start for Trey Turner and the Phillies with a 279 uh, on base percentage. That's completely not acceptable for a guy who's supposed to, like I said, supposed to get on base a ton and set the, set the table for the guys like Carl Schwarber and, and JT Real Muto to, to start knocking some guys in and Harper. We'll get to him in half a second too. Uh, it's an odd situation the Phillies find themselves in, but if you think back just one year ago and to the day, actually, it's kind of why I I got on this little this little deep dive of the Phillies one year ago today. The uh, because the season started a little bit later because the uh, the the uh, labor strife that the Major League Baseball had to start the season off. But on this date last year, the uh, 
The Philadelphia Phillies were 22 and 29. They parted ways with Joe Girardi, ex-Yankee manager, Joe Girardi, ex-Yankees. So I got to get, get my Yankee fill in there. Ex-Yankees uh, uh, catcher, Joe Girardi. They parted ways with him. So maybe there isn't a reason to panic right now because there was a reason to panic last year. But the Phillies fans, they saw this last year. Will they get the same thing this year? Uh, one year ago today, the baseball lifer, Rob Thompson, he got the job as the manager. We got a chance to ma manage a major league team for the first time in his long baseball life and took them on a magical run of 65 and 46 uh, a wild card win over the St. Louis Cardinals a division series win over the rival Atlanta Braves and then an NLC NLCS victory over a San Diego team who was uh, who was poised to win a world championship last year. And there's something wrong with San Diego Padres too. Maybe we'll talk about them tomorrow on 14:20 in the morning. But it's something that's it's, it's really odd to see a team do the exact same thing a year later with a, essentially a, it should have been a better lineup. Yes, Harper was out with the uh, Tommy John surgery and everything else, and he he did come back. He's been back about a month now. He's got three or four home runs hitting 306, I think it is, and he's going to make that team a lot better down the uh, the second the the next half of the baseball season or next quarter of the baseball season or third of the baseball season, whatever you want to, whatever you math junkies, it's probably the third of the season, Brent. You're better math than that. But you got to think that this team is going to get a little bit better uh, as the season progresses. Problem that you got is you got Kyle Schwarber, who did improve last year when they, they got rid of Girardi. He hit a lot better. But right now, he's got, yes, he has 13 home runs. And, and that that's great. That's big, big numbers in, in any uh, in, in in any part of the season This this at this, this juncture. But he's only hitting 160 right now. And that's, that, that's quite a bit concerning to uh, an old baseball guy like me. I don't care what the analytics guys say, what the nerds say, what the uh, the, the money ball guys say, or it's not even a money ball thing because money ball says you got to got to get on base. I don't care. Uh, batting average to me is, is very important. I don't care what anybody says. A batting average is very important because no matter what, uh, what they, they say, if you get on base, that means you're not getting out. And uh, that, that means that you are, you're getting, you're pr producing more base runners. That means you are doing the things right. You're not, you, you have a chance to score more runs. The more you're on base, the higher your batting average is, the better off your team is, and you're going to score more runs. And the key to, to winning baseball games is, guess what, kids? It's scoring more runs. So when you have a, bat, a batting average of 160, that's completely not acceptable. And you have a lot of teams that are that are falling behind with this, the analytics thing. Yes, you need some analytics to, to make the game go right. There are some things that I agree with and some other things I don't agree with. But having a guy with a 160 on base percentage isn't going to do it for your baseball team. A guy that's supposed to drive in runs, get on base, and everything else. Like I said, he has the 13 home runs, but everything else from Kyle Schwarber is not acceptable, and it, it's 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 a thing that uh, they have to address and address quickly because it's just one of those things. Maybe when when Harper starts uh, feeling a little bit better, he'll get a few more. Uh, Schwarber can sit on the bench a little bit and be a DH kind of a situation because that's like maybe that's where he should be and not playing in the outfield at, at all. Uh, you, you got to get on base. You got to produce less outs. You'll score more runs. When you score more runs, you win ball games. It's simple math, kids. It's just the way the way the, the game of baseball works. And it's one thing I really disagree with with the nerds and the analytics darlings of the world out there that you do need to uh, that expected run pr production thing or whatever those stats are. You got to get on base. You got to get hits. And Schwarber's not been been doing it. Trey Turner's not been doing it. And JT Real Muto's not been doing it. In the last 15 days, they th th those three combined are a uh, 11, 14. 
14, 14 for 128. That's a, that's a pretty bad batting average right there. I mean, that's, that's Redlinski at Stask. That's just not going to get it done. You got a guy hitting 140 and 100 and 079, and your three big, big guns that are coming off the bench and a lot of money sitting there. It isn't good. And then when you have a pitching staff where only Zach Wheeler's been the guy who's uh, lived up to expectations, he's pitching very well. He, he's getting your, your six, six, six and a half innings uh, per or six and a third innings per start. So that's something that you want to see. His ERA is up around three, three and a half, I think it is. But then for the rest of them, Aaron Noll has been okay, but he's not get, getting much length. He's only been getting about five, and that, that that's a big thing. The rest of, of the guys are about four and a third in that that Phillies lineup or that Phillies starting rotation. And when you have a guy like Craig Kimbrell closing the games and an aging Craig Kimbrell, a guy who hasn't been very good for, for a little bit, they got him at 10 million bucks this year to be their closer. And uh, Kimbrell's not as good as he, as he once was. There's and he'll to a man, how he's still a closer in the big leagues. I don't understand that how someone gave him that job to say, yeah, you're the closer of the, of a, a major league baseball team who was poised to, to do some damage in the national league East that he just isn't getting it done on the back end. And when your starters aren't giving you length and you got to use your, your bullpen a lot more, it hurts your, your team's chance to win. And uh, I don't think that Craig Kimball's the guy that should be closing games for a major league team anymore. There's got to be somebody out there because uh, you get a lot of guys like starters are, are a different breed now uh, than they used to be. Now you get starters, they wins and losses don't matter a whole bunch anymore. Starters are just uh, outs eaters, right? That's what they are. And they, they're supposed to just get you to your bullpen because your bullpen, every every team's pretty much got a bullpen that's electric. Guys with, with, with heavy your arms and throw the ball really hard everybody's throwing 98 99 now so if you can get to your bullpen with some with the, with some wins and, and some runs ahead you have a chance to win baseball games that's what the philadelphia phillies aren't doing they're not scoring runs they're not giving themselves a chance to win games their their hitters aren't hitting and everything else and whether whether they can go on a magical run like they went from this date forward last year uh who knows but it's you, you just got to think that in that division the Atlanta Braves, they just keep rolling no matter what. They, I don't know how they do it year in, year out, but they just keep rolling. You And, they, and they're, they're going to get better. The Mets are playing a little bit better baseball right now. Scherzer pitched a great game yesterday. They're, they're going to keep rolling a little bit, and you never know what's going to happen out west to the wild card spots because all of a sudden the Arizona Diamondbacks look like they're a real baseball team. And like I said before, you at this point in the season after after Memorial Day down in the States, your record is who you, what, uh, what is who you are. And to, to make a big jump with like they did last year might be a bit of a stretch like I can't see Phillies the Phillies faithful being too uh too optimistic with their with their hopes and dreams of getting to a World Series once again they they, they had pretty high hopes once they like I said once you they signed Trey Turner last year uh, or during the offseason and the, that was maybe the piece that they needed to get to get uh, over the hump and win a World Series for the first time since 2008 I think it was and they, they got to the 2009 World Series and lost the New York Yankees there in which was a decent World Series for for them but those Phillies teams were were, were, were off the good and poised to win and the surprise run last year that they got maybe that was a bit of a hindrance and thought they were a baseball team sometimes winning winning looks sometimes can cure all but sometimes winning can mask some problems that you might have internally and you can you can fall into a into a hot streak and it can it can put a uh, lipstick on a pig i guess you could say so you you don't know if, if going to a, a world championship i mean it's not a bad thing obviously we have a chance to win a world championship but sometimes like i said it can mask a lot of problems and there's problems with that phillies team right now and, and it, i don't know if they, they have the uh, the guns right now to uh, overcome what they got the, the thing is 
is they've only they have a lot of games left in the division. They starting tonight with the lowly Washington uh, Nationals, who they're only one game ahead of, but they have a chance to win some ball games now and do some damage, and they have a chance in the division to pick up some pick up some space. But when you're seven eight games back at this state in the game, it's pretty tough. I mean, the Yankees are six out. I don't expect them to uh, to take over the division at all, but I, I expect them to to have a wild card spot. But like the National League, the wild card race is pretty tight right now with the Phillies way down the rank. And when you guys start jumping six or seven teams to get into that spot, it can be pretty tough. Do I expect the Phillies to improve their season, get to a 500 record? Yeah, 500 is close to making making a making a, a run at a wild card spot. But the way they're hitting the ball right now, it's tough. And if if, uh, if Schwarber doesn't start picking it up a little bit, you hate to put it all on one guy's shoulders. But if you put it on uh, Schwarber, Turner, and uh, JT Real Muto, you you got to think that the, without those three guys going, they're going to be in a, in a heap of trouble, and they got to start getting some length out of their starters. And that's that's one thing that every team to a man will will tell you that you got to do to to get to be successful in Major League Baseball season. And right now, they're just not going to be that team. Uh, they're there is a chance that they could do it. I don't expect the Phillies to get out of this funk. That to to, for, to come out of a funk two years in a row like this, that would be uh, to catch to catch lightning in a bottle once is tough. To do it twice is nearly impossible. So, uh, is the Philly season over? No. Is it uh, looking bad? Yeah, it's looking really bad. So, who knows what's gonna gonna happen in Philly land? Anyways, there's my rant for the day, and we'll uh, we'll maybe we'll do a little deep dive on the San Diego Padres and what their problem is. I think I know what it is, and it starts with a T and ends with a uh, Tatis. I'll just say it. I think Fernando Tatis is a hindrance to that ball club there in San Diego, and they probably should have found a way to put more. Uh, what, what what did he blame his uh, his uh, positive test on last year? Was Popeye or something for his hair or some damn thing? Wasn't it? I can't remember. But we'll do a little deep dive on the uh, San Diego Padres tomorrow and see what's going on with that team and how come they are venturing not in uh, not even close to a first place situation like they should should have been anyways uh, let's talk some more um on this day in 1987 the seattle mariners drafted ken griffey jr first overall in major league baseball amateur draft out of archbishop moeller high school in cincinnati ohio uh griffey became arguably the greatest player in mariners franchise history the kid as he was nicknamed had one of the sweetest swings in baseball history played in 22 major league baseball season with 630 home runs 1836 rbis with a 284 career batting average with stops in Seattle, Cincinnati, and Chicago. A little cup of tea with the White Sox there. It wasn't very long. Hall of Fame in 2016 with 99.3% of the votes. Whoever didn't vote for that man should lose his voting eligibility. Griffey is 100% Hall of Famer. First ballot. Why one or two people wouldn't have voted for Griffey? That's an absolute crime. We've talked about that before on 1420 in the morning and 1420 podcast. All these guys just say, well, he's not a first ballot. If, if Griffey's not a first, 100% ballot, Ballot Hall of Famer, who is? It's ridiculous whether that guy would vote that way. Anyways, Griffey played in 13 All-Star games in his career, and he won the MVP of the American League in 1997. And happy birthday, happy 58th birthday to retired NHLer and fellow Notre Dame hound Russ Cortnell, born on this day in 1965 in Duncan, B.C. Cortnell played in 1,029 NHL games after being drafted in the first round, seventh overall to Toronto in the 1983 draft. Cortnell played in 16 National Hockey League seasons with a 297, uh, 297 goals, 447 assists for 744 points uh, with stops in Toronto, Montreal, Minnesota slash Dallas, Vancouver, the Rangers, and finished things up in 1999. 
with the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, be sure you guys check out our uh, YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe today. It helps us uh, climb the ranks. Go to Yeti.com and click on our link and uh, get yourself a cooler. Uh, Yeti, born born into the wild or whatever the, uh, yeah, built built for the wild is what Yeti is. Coolers and uh, everybody knows what a Yeti, all the drink, drink, wherever they have that. So make sure you go and get some quality stuff from Yeti today and support the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. And uh, yeah. Listen to podcasts throughout the weekend. Tell people about the show and uh, let, let them know they should listen to podcasts more often because uh, we get out there. We do this uh, for your entertainment purposes. And uh, like I said, yes, sometimes it's a bit of a kick in the pill. Sometimes you don't uh, get the response you want, but we, we keep plugging away and we enjoy all the support that you guys give us on a daily basis. Uh, See you guys tomorrow morning. Dave's uh, show that we did with Dave last night will be out later on today. So make sure you guys tune into that one. It'll be, it was a good one. We got a little bit deeper in, into a subject about Pride Week and everything else. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. Anyways, thanks for making us a part of your morning each and every morning here at 1420 in the morning. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. More beer the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get in.